And welcome back into Local News Live. I'm Clay Osterley coming to you from Studio B. In just a few minutes, we're going to have a look at your national top stories going on from across gray television. First, I want to send it to Studio A with Victoria Shirley. Look at your headlines going on across the country right now. Victoria. All right, thank you so much for that, Clay. Before we jump into all of your stories, I did want to share with you a preview of what we'll be talking about over the next few minutes. Let's go ahead and go through that. An unseen photo of a smiling Queen Elizabeth has been released today. We will share with you what that looks like. And a study has been released saying four in five pregnancy-related U.S. deaths are preventable. Also, all eyes are turning towards Hurricane Fiona as it has left many Puerto Rican homes underwater and right now is over top of the Dominican Republic. So let's go ahead and jump right into your first story now. All eyes are on London today as Queen Elizabeth II has been laid to rest and Buckingham Palace released a never before seen photo of the Queen. Let's go ahead and show that photo to you. We get one last look at her in life, smiling. This new photo was released by Buckingham Palace on the eve of the Queen's state funeral. Taken only months ago, Queen Elizabeth is joyous ahead of her platinum jubilee, a celebration of her 70 years on the throne, the longest reigning British monarch. Months later, at age 96, she would pass away. She'll be buried at Windsor Castle, and we've been sharing with you all of those details today here on Local News Live. All right, moving on to our next story. It is a health-related story. More than 80% of pregnancy-related deaths are preventable. That's according to a report that was released today. Let's go ahead and dig into some of those details for you now. So this report is from the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. The report used data from the Maternal Mortality Review Committee, which researched pregnancy-related deaths in 36 states between 2017 to 2019. The leading underlying causes are mental health conditions, excessive bleeding, cardiac conditions, and infection. More than half of the deaths occurred a week to up to a year after pregnancy. The CDC says the report highlights the need for healthcare professionals and the public to be more aware of pregnancy-related complications that can happen during and after pregnancy. All right, I do want to show you a live look right now of Hurricane Fiona as we're going to talk a little bit more of the damage it's left in its wake. Here's a live look there. You can see Hurricane Fiona is in the Caribbean right now over Dominican Republic and going northwest. I want to show you some video of what damage was caused by Hurricane Fiona in Puerto Rico. Here's some video for you here submitted by Carlos Vega. Hurricane Fiona is roaring over the Dominican Republic today, a day after knocking out power to all of Puerto Rico and causing damage the governor described as catastrophic. Many people were also left without water service. The blow from Fiona, Fiona was made more devastating because Puerto Rico has yet to discover, recover from Hurricane Maria, which killed nearly 3,000 people and destroyed the power grid in 2017. Five years later, more than 3,000 homes on the island still have blue tarps on the roof. Let me show you an aerial view here. The wind and water from Fiona stripped the pavement 
from roads, tore off roofs, and sent torrents pouring into homes. The storm also took out a bridge and flooded an airport runway. Authorities reported no deaths directly from Fiona, but Puerto Rico officials said it was too early to know the full scope of damage. All right, and President Biden is directly addressing the people in Puerto Rico. Let's go ahead and show you a message he sent, uh, a message of support. He sent this today to the people of Puerto Rico. It says, quote, Jill and I hold the people of Puerto Rico in our prayers as Hurricane Fiona passes over your beautiful islands. We stand with you and we will get through this together. The message was relayed via the White House's Spanish language Twitter account at La Casa Blanca. Puerto Rico is continuing to deal with catastrophic flooding and heavy rainfall caused by Hurricane Fiona. Biden approved an emergency declaration plan uh, just yesterday. And let's go ahead and share this graphic with you. The U.S. territory remains almost entirely under flash flood or flood warnings nearly five years to the day after Hurricane Maria devastated the island. Let's take another look here at some of that devastation. And again, we're uh, watching it over the Dominican Republic. And we'll have much more on the effects it's having on that island there. And in the meantime... We are going to go to Clay Osterley, who is standing by in Studio B. He has a look at your top great TV stories. And Clay, let's go ahead and send it over to you in Studio B. All right, thanks, Victoria. Sure do appreciate a uh, look at that uh, national top headlines there going on for you right now. I uh, want to take a look here at a couple more things that we're following here on the local side from Gray Television. First off, want to get you to a preview of uh, kind of the stories that we're following today. Uh, we do have some big ones here. Uh, you've likely heard about the deadly shooting of LSU senior Allison Rice. Police are still looking for a suspect today, and we will have the very latest on the kind of the overall uh, theme of the investigation, as well as the very latest also, just in case you don't know the details of the entire story. We'll get that update from WAFB. Also, uh, heading out to Kentucky here, where the U of K reports that student athletes have falsified hours worked at a hospital job. This is a big problem for the university uh, and uh, the NCAA as well is having to take a look at this too. So we will see what's going on from our television station there, WKYT out of Lexington, Kentucky. Also, you've also likely heard a little bit about this story too from KHNL out of Honolulu, Hawaii. A kidnapped 15-year-old in Hawaii is found safe, but that's thanks to good Samaritans who rushed into action to help rescue that kidnapped teen. And KHNL has an update with the people that jumped into action. So first, I do want to send us down to Louisiana WAFB, as again, police are looking for a suspect here after an LSU, shoot, uh, su uh, LSU student is shot while waiting for a train to pass in her car. Uh, so WAFB has kind of a uh, nuts and bolts is what we call this here, just the details of some of the story that we're following, and then I'll get you to the very latest in this story as well. And grew up in Geismer. She graduated from Dutchtown High School in 2019. Here's a picture of that graduation. Our Kelly Sanchez picks up her team coverage there in Ascension Parish. Friends of Allie Rice are hurting tonight as they learn about the loss of the Dutchtown High School graduate and LSU student. Me and Allie, we attended Dutchtown High School together. Um, 
She was a really outgoing person, um, all around good girl, high spirit, talkative. Remembered as a great student and person, Rice was on homecoming court and cheered in high school. I'm in shock that it's just close and home and everybody knows her and she's known around Geismer. Her classmate from middle and high school, Ratasia Baptist, says she can't believe this happened to someone she knew. Dutchtown High School principal Matthew Monsu says they are deeply saddened to learn of Allison's death and their hearts go out to family, friends, and all who knew her. It could have been really anybody that could have been out there. Um, I'm pretty sure somebody probably saw something after the scene, after the scene and everything. Baptist and those who knew Allie say they are still trying to come to terms with the loss. Kelly Sanchez, WAFB 9 News. Both LSU and Dutchtown High say they have counselors available to any students who need them. Well, you heard. All right, I want to get you to kind of the second part of this story as we have two reports from WAFB related to this story. So let's send you back out to uh, the very latest that they have. Student Allison Rice early Friday morning on Government Street. Tonight, officials with the East Baton Rouge Parish Coroner's Office are ruling her death a homicide, saying she died from multiple gunshot wounds. As investigators found her dead inside of her vehicle near the railroad tracks on Government Street, a suspect and motive in this one remain unknown at this time, while funeral arrangements for Rice have been announced. Let's get to our Miranda Thomas. She just spoke with officials at BRPD. Miranda, what can you tell us? Lester, the Baton Rouge community still has a lot of questions and some may now be uneasy about potentially stopping at the same location where Rice was shot and killed on Monday. As the roadside memorial grows on Government Street near the spot where 21-year-old LSU student Allie Rice was shot and killed early Friday morning, questions still linger from the community on what happened. Lieutenant Don Coppola with VRPD tells me the motive at this time is still unclear to investigators. Rice was found dead inside her bullet-riddled car near the train tracks on Government Street, close to Eddie Robinson Drive. Police say if you're uneasy about what happened, you can use alternate routes. It's situational based depending on the roadway. If there are side streets uh, that parallel the tracks, uh, you, can, you can maybe turn off onto those streets. If you're able to uh, back up, depending on traffic, and actually U-turn uh, and go the other way. While some things are unavoidable, police urge you to always trust your instincts. If at any point in time, day, night, uh, you just have that uneasy feeling, uh, pay attention to that. Police are pleading with the public if anyone has information regarding this case to please come forward. We're asking for anyone that has any information regarding the death of, of this young lady, pick up the phone, call Crime Stoppers, 344-7867. Correction there, the incident happened on Friday. Funeral services for Rice are set for Wednesday at St. John the Evangelist Catholic Church in Prairieville. She'll be laid to rest at Hope Haven Garden of Memory Cemetery right after. Lester? All right, Miranda Thomas for us tonight. Thank you. We know a lot of you are really invested in this. All right, you can head over to uh, WAFB.com for the very latest on that story as uh, police are still searching for the suspect related to this case. All right, want to transition now up to Kentucky where our, our television newsroom there, uh, WKYT, is looking into this story right now. The U of K reports 
that student athletes have falsified work hours at a hospital that they supposedly work out. Now, the football team right now ranked eighth in the country, so it's a big deal because it's a big problem off the field that is impacting some of their student athletes that play for the uh, University of Kentucky football team there. So uh, WKYT is looking into it and what it could potentially mean for the program moving forward this season insight as to why several UK football players were suspended at the start of the season. One of them still under suspension. Yeah, we obtained a letter to the NCAA from Kentucky self-reporting a violation of a bylaw. WKYT's Dave Baker is in studio laying out those details. Dave. Hey guys, on the field, things couldn't be going any better for the Cats, who are unbeaten all the way up to number eight in the polls. But despite a limited release of information on Saturday, there are still some questions about the Cats star running back, Chris Rodriguez. Now, Kentucky sent out this heavily redacted document titled A Reinstatement Request, which was sent to the NCAA on September 3rd. The way the NCAA works is that once a potential violation is found, the student athlete is declared ineligible until evidence is presented, which causes the NCAA and the school to reinstate that eligibility. All summer long, sources were telling us that there was an issue with UK student athletes getting paid for work they didn't do at UK hospital, and this document confirms that. UK football players were paid as, quote, patient transporters, end quote, at the hospital. And according to video evidence, they would arrive, clock in, leave, and in some cases, come back hours later to clock out. Additionally, we had heard that some of the players may have been clocked in during games. And in its letter to the NCA, UK said, quote, the compliance office determined hours recorded as work that conflicted with players' class schedules, the 24 hours immediately before or after a game, or time when surveillance video showed the players leaving the hospital and had not been worked. Multiple players were involved, and according to sources, again, some are no longer with the program. However, outside linebacker Jordan Wright missed the opener, and last week it was announced that U.K. linebacker Chris Rodriguez would be suspended for the first four games before being eligible to return October 1st at Ole Miss. Among the things we don't know, what was the NCAA's response to Kentucky? Okay, we know some of that. And are the NCAA and or U.K. going back to check the work hours of others in this program that began in 2017? And has Rodriguez been punished for the DUI he pled guilty to in July? Just moments before walking downstairs, guys, I was, I was talking to a source who said, in fact, that they had gotten the response back on Jordan Wright. That's why he played. But this request for reinstatement, they've still not heard the final word on Chris Rodriguez. So they'll be waiting on that all the way up until game time at Ole Miss next week. This is what Kentucky is proposing, but they have not yet gotten the response back from the NCAA on whether or not they agree. I, I can't tell you how many calls I've gotten in the last few weeks about why UK officials haven't been more forthcoming about this. Even though they're intercollegiate athletes, these students have a right to privacy, and that's why Mark Stoops and Mitch Barnhart have been careful about what they say, and that's why this request for reinstatement was so heavily redacted. It's a lot of stuff. Hope it makes sense. We'll have more for you as it comes available. That's a big one there as the football team continues to try its, uh, to try itself for a uh, potential championship this year. So we'll see what happens. You can always head over to WKYT.com for the latest on that. All right, heading out to Hawaii now. KHNL, this is a big one. Uh, you likely have heard about some of the Amber Alerts that were issued for a missing 15-year-old there in Hawaii. Her name is uh, Michaela uh, Dabina. 
Now, she was found after nearly 20 hours of searching by land, by uh, ground, and by air as well. Uh, but it's all thanks to the quick thinking of some good Samaritans that actually recognized her from those Amber Alerts. They jumped into action and are being uh, honored as heroes here in making sure that she had been found safely. So, KHNL has the story and spoke with one of those people. People for rescuing Michaela in a popular downtown Hilo restaurant. Our Hawaii News Now executive producer, Anthony Ferreira, spoke to one man who spotted her. A suspect and kidnapped teen came here to Cafe Pesto in downtown Hilo. That's where the restaurant host says he knew something was wrong. This is, something is off, and um, I just, I, even if it wasn't her, my brain was like, I need to get her. Bridge Hartman says the teen, Michaela Dabina, and kidnapping suspect Duncan Mahi walked up to the host stand twice for a table. When they walked away, Hartman noticed they began to argue. And I realized, that then they started tussling, and I was, I was like, wait, what's happening? And I, I didn't, it just wasn't connecting. Um, and then... And then I realized it was her, and I yelled out, that's the girl from, that's the Amber Alert girl, that's her, that's her. Hartman says the suspect let go of the teen for a second. That's when he rushed in. He, like, let, like, she got away from him, like, just for, like, a brief moment, and I was able to grab her in time, and I rushed her into, into our, the back of our restaurant. Out front at the time was artist Dragonfly. He's well-known in downtown Hilo. All of a sudden, I, I, I can hear a, a, a girl screaming, um, help, help, leave me alone. And then here comes this guy, he's dragging her. Oh, he even said, oh, that's my daughter. He's trying to convince us, like, otherwise. He's like, oh, that's my daughter, that's my daughter. Witnesses say the teen was scared and shaken up, but not hurt. He was saying, um, he kidnapped me, he kidnapped me, um, thank you. And I just got into the office, got her water. Um, I never been in a situation like that before, and you never know how you're going to react, and I'm glad I reacted the way I did. So if you do see something, do, do something. Call Hawaii County Police if you have any tips on this case. Reporting from downtown Hilo, Anthony Ferreira, Hawaii News Now. Well, another person is credited for helping with Michaela's rescue. Corey Takaki and her mom were eating at Cafe Pesto. She says she helped Michaela once the Cafe Pesto host got her away from the suspect. When I looked at her, it, it looked like a, a man and a woman fighting, but she was wearing men's clothing. And I thought, hmm, that's strange. She doesn't look like she's wearing her own clothes. And I just asked her if she was okay and she was crying. She said, yes. And I said, um, you know, is there anything I can do to help? And she said, I want to call my mom. And so I was just really happy that I could be the one to put her and connect her with her mom. Takaki says the real hero is that Cafe Pesto host. She calls him a brave young man. So luckily, a, a good ending to that story there. Very scary situation, of course, um, as uh, this all kicked off last week. But uh, glad that it all has been resolved. And thanks to those, uh, thanks to those uh, good Samaritans as well who jumped into action. So that's going to do it here for uh, the local top stories here from Studio B. Sitting now to Studio A with Victoria Shirley uh, with a look at a... a fun story that we have going on here.
Thank you so much for that, Clay. We are going to talk about something very sciencey and interesting. So let me go ahead and pull up this video for you. All right, researchers have confirmed the existence of a space diamond. Let's go ahead and share with you what this is. And they think that this space diamond could help with manufacturing. All right, so researchers have confirmed the existence of a space diamond after finding it on the Earth's surface. The stone is called ions, ions dalite. It has a hardness and a strength greater than a regular diamond. The natural chemical process through which scientists believe it formed could inspire a way to manufacture super durable industrial components. The new research published last week suggests it came here from a meteorite. The discovery started when an, a geologist came across a strange diamond in a space rock while categorizing meteorites in Northwest Africa. A study co-author said the geologist theorized the meteorite came from a dwarf planet, which was catastrophically struck by an asteroid, releasing pressure and leading to the formation of these diamonds. Long before this discovery, scientists have debated the existence of ions delight, and scientists first identified bits of the mineral in 1967, but it was a thousand times smaller than the recent discovery. The study was published in the journal Proceedings of the National Academy of Sciences. Clay, that looks pretty cool, doesn't it? That is neat, uh, for sure. And I mean, you know, you get uh, you kind of confirm a theory that science scientists were working out, and they kind of debated the existence of, and there you have it. They confirmed that, and um, also, well, get your hands on some. I would have to imagine some pretty valuable materials there too. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of like something from uh, what's uh, Superman's planet called? Oh, you've got me. I'm, I'm a Marvel <laughs> fan, not a DC fan. Well, maybe something from Thor's home planet. Okay, Asgard, maybe so. Yeah, because they say that it has a hardness and strength greater than a regular diamond, so it's kind of like a, a superhero diamond. Yeah, definitely. I, I can't wait to see how they can use this. As you said, you know, it may inspire new ways for manufacturing and things like that, so... Really interesting stuff there. Definitely interesting. Well, Clay, hopefully you can go uh, look through some meteorites and find yourself a super rare space diamond. I haven't done it before, but well, don't hey. put it past me. Yeah, the day is young. <laughs> All right, Clay, we are going to share a little bit with you and our audience about what Local News Live is. Local News Live, we are part of Gray Television, and we are the national news network that connects all of the dots on this map that you see right in front of you. Gray TV has more than 100 TV stations, and we collect and aggregate and curate the content from all of those stations and share with you the most interesting stories told by the people who know them the very best. Thank you for watching Local News Live.